Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody. It's us again, Chuck and Lou. We have a fantastic guest tonight. We've been really excited about this one, especially after his uh, recent you know, retirement at Webster Groves. We are pleased to have Mr. Jay Blossom. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Pat. Well, you know, tonight we're going to kind of, you know, obviously go across the board with questions about basketball, life in general, kids, the, you know, kids these days, coaches these days. Um, Lou's going to obviously fill us in on some West Side talk later in the in the show. But we're talking about a guy here, 20 years at Webster, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. And you have three state championships. Three state titles. 15 plus 21 seasons. 17 straight conference championships, which we'll get to in a little bit. Eight district titles. Six state quarterfinal appearances and three state championships, like I said before. But, um, wow. I mean, that's that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's called having really good players. You know, and that's kind of, you know, like, you know, Coach Hollander's close to the program, and he had a good run, you know, and it is. You got you to have good players to do it. And we're going to talk about, I think, you know, tonight's show is, yes, of course, you have to have good players. But what do you do to kind of around the scenes to uh, make this, you know, the journey a success for these kids? So um, a little bit first, let's get into your life a little bit earlier on. I'm a Hickman kid. I'm assuming you pre- you played basketball. You're going to tell us a little bit about that situation. Um, tell us about a little bit, you know, some of us know a lot about the Webster situation. Tell us the first 10 or 11 years before Webster. Yeah, I know you had, um, for those of you out there, he did coach soccer. Um, tell us a little some stories about before the Webster days and where right. you kind of came from. Well, so at Columbia Hickman, I was not very good. So, and I was, I was a pretty decent long distance runner. So I ran track cross country, did not play basketball after my freshman year. Um, I wasn't very good. <laughs> and, and Hickman was good. They, they went to the Final Four. And they've always been, um, yes. And stuff along those lines. Had a player named Cecil Estes, who was a great basketball player, played at Mizzou for a couple of years. Um, and I just wasn't very good, but I still had a passion for it. And, you know, I went to Central Missouri State just for school, but then kind of hooked up with Lynn Nance. Uh-huh. Um, How did you keep your passion for it when you were a youngster as far as when you were 15, 16, 17, when you didn't play? Did you go to the games? Did you help with the team? Did you well, watch on I, TV? Well, I'm a you... big Mizzou fan, so and my dad had season tickets. I remember going to games when I was little at Brewer Field House. Uh-huh. And, then, and that makes so much sense. Yeah, and then went, and then went to the Herm Center. Right. And we had That's when people really didn't go to basketball games. So you Mizzou. were just very passionate. Yeah, passionate about it. I and. You know, and, and to be honest, I really think in the long run it it made me a better coach because I I felt like I felt like I really had to prove something to people, and it and it made me I think it made me work harder, made me study the game more, um, and you know I wish I could play. I wish I, mean, I would have been better. I would assume but. it made you work harder in the sense that you probably just did more, attended more clinics, you did things, you ate it up because yeah. you didn't think you knew everything as you played. Right, exactly, and you know, and it's. I said in the long run, I think it, it, it ended up being good for me. I mean, uh-huh. now my kids, you know, I can like, see that. The kids like to make fun of me, and the, you know, I'm playing one on one with them or trying to shoot free throws and everything. But yeah, it, you got to be able to make some free throws. It, coach. I, I can make free throws, <laughs> not as good as my assistant coach Stalka. Stalka about 99 out of 100 most times at the end of practice. But um, yeah, I think it, it it made me work harder to to show that I was worthy of, of of being a good coach. Nice. And tell us about this soccer coach story. Well, so I I. Um, it's crazy. So I was graduate from Central, and it's summer. I don't have a job yet, and I was working Jim Wool. Jim Wool, which was the head coach at Central at the time, who later oh. went on to coach the Bulls, and um, you know, so I was refereeing his summer camp, and you know, you're just grinding, just grinding, and and he had his office upstairs, and you know, it's I don't know one o'clock in the afternoon, and I think I'm probably leaning against a basket, you know, just making horrific calls, and <laughs> I think. Calhoun is playing Leeton or somebody like that, C team, and just, I mean, it's just awful basketball. Is it hot? And it's hot, and you're, this is, you're making, I don't know, back then, probably five bucks a game. It's, so, all of a sudden, I hear Blossom, and I go, oh, crap. So, get up here, and, you know, I just leave the court. One other guy's rough, and it didn't really matter. He was, you know, <laughs> like, so, it's probably maybe some AC up there. Whatever. Or no? So, I go up there, and, um, Fair, he's just going to chew me for a few minutes and run back down there. You know, a little, you know, now you look back and think, God, I could have done whatever because nobody wanted to do that job. Right. But he said he had a, had an interview for me at a little place called Northwest Hughesville, which was about 15 miles outside of Sedalia. And I had never heard of it. Right. And so I went up there and interviewed and went really well. And uh, they offered me the job and said, well, you need, but you need to come back and meet the school board. Of course. And came back the next night, school board, and sat, you know, front table right in front of them. And um, they just stared at me. And 
Anybody got any questions? And there's a couple guys chewing on a toothpick and a couple guys chewing <laughs> tobacco. coming in here, yeah. And, you know, just, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, they said, okay, all right, okay, well, now you'll also be the head soccer coach. And, and a former Scott Gallagher player uh, yourself, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and in Columbia at that time, um, soccer had not started yet. Oh, good guy. So, um, and I told them, just to be honest, I said, I've I've never watched a full soccer game. Right. And they said, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. And so first year, I went with uh, Tom Knight, who was kind of a legendary coach at, at Smith Cotton. Smith Cotton in Sedalia had been pretty good. And he showed me a few things. And I'll never forget my first practice. I had this planned out a little bit. I went out there, and we went through those drills I knew. And did it, did it, did All right, all right, boom. All right, perfect. I look, I'll never forget. So I look at my watch, and we had been there 13 freaking minutes. Oh, man, you got to juggle from 45 so minutes. So I'm like... I'm, all right, get a drink, and then we get just and we and we scrimmage. And I, I mean, I knew nothing. We weren't. I think we were. Playing. So let's fast forward. I think. Did you say that this this soccer thing didn't didn't like make a run? So then our third year, our of third course. year, we we win. Jays the on dip. their soccer refs. We, we, <laughs> you know, and and I did kind of get into it because there's a lot like it's it's angles. It's a lot. Right. Of, there's a lot of things that are similar to basketball, and so we make a run. We go to the final eight, and. Um, St. Charles Duchenne. Uh, Next thing you know, Coach is playing local Duchenne, yeah, powerhouse. And they had, come, they had come to our place. They came up on a Ooh, on a charter bus, which, which our guys had never, ever seen before, charter bus. <laughs> and we had set up Straight hay bales Casey. and everything. We never had a crowd for soccer. And this was this is a big deal. First right. time this town had ever done that. And um, and Dave Thurman was great. I mean, and, and we became friends later and stuff. But, and I always – we still talk about that game. But um, And we were fired up. And our kids – That's we a came, great story. We came running out like football-type guys. And <laughs> I said, I think they – they they got the flip for the opening kick. I think they I think they played keep away for about fifteen minutes and they're playing uh, hide and seek. Yeah, we're we're just we're we're playing old school run down type stuff. But it was <laughs> but it, it was fun and it, but to be honest and you know when I my wife and I Julie got engaged and then you know when I tried to start looking for jobs in St Louis a lot of people wanted to talk soccer I'm like oh my god but but I ended up at Waterloo Illinois because of that and I took the head varsity soccer job and assistant basketball job and it was I love being at Waterloo and you know that led me to. To Webster Groves. So you bounced to Waterloo to Webster Groves, and tell us about how you found out about the job. Yeah, it was just it was a, a Sunday in June, um, looking at the old, you know, the St. Louis Post Dispatch, and they had a, you know, and their wanted ads or whatever, and they had you know teaching stuff, and I just looked through it and saw Webster Groves basketball, and I just you know we had been. I think 14, 16, 13, 15 at Waterloo. Now, we just moved to the large school, so right. we were okay, but not something you would think like, hey, Webster Groves. So and you just go right post the patches so there. Yeah, sent, sent my stuff in, and two weeks later, you know, I'm I'm the head basketball coach at Webster Groves. <laughs> Lou, you got to start looking at the paper for some, uh-huh. some summer jobs, maybe some lifeguard jobs or no, uh, lifeguard. no lifeguard jobs. No. Um, let's, let's at a golf course. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to do when I retire. That'd be great. Um, so let's go ahead and skip down here. Um, you talked about your wife. Um, tell us a little bit of just about, um, I know you have two daughters and just tell us a, um, about that, so that family yeah. of yours that I know you absolutely adore. You told us some stories before we went on the air. Yeah. Uh, my oldest daughter, Danielle's in Costa Rica right now teaching English as a second language. Wow. And then, and then the, the number one reason why I got out of coaching was was Gabby. This is why you got out of the khakis. Yeah, got out of the khakis. Or I, I wore Lululemon this year. I took a, lot, took a lot of heat from some people, but man. man, I wish I would have found those a long time ago. Wow. Made, but that was that that's was some, that's comfy coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but um, you know, she's at Penn State and just had her freshman year. And my wife and I, we tried. To, she went more than I did, but we got out there a lot. It was just it was just hard. I mean, and it's. Coaching, as, as you know, it's just one of those things where I, I couldn't just go out there and enjoy it. You're still wondering what you know your bozos are doing back home, and you're worried about the next practice, the next right. game, and I, and I just want to be able to enjoy the three next three years and not have to worry about that. And um, and I'm I'm at peace with it. I'm sure I'll miss it, but right oh, now, I just, well, and I'm sure you're, I think the word is at peace with it. You know, and, and I'm sure you'll miss it once it gets going. But your time at Webster is kind of making up this record. I I think it was like something like 450 and 125 or something. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. But what I liked about it was seven. That's like 78 percent of the games you won. Um, and can you just? I mean, over your tenure, let's, we're going to get into the Webster thing now. I mean, why? How? Yeah. I mean, it didn't start out that way. We went. 14 and 13 and 5 and 19 my second year and then we but our kids were grinding and they were they were starting to buy in and i i, I really think that's the key to our success is i, I just had kids who would allow, who allowed me to coach them hard right and that's and that's just something you don't 
you have to have a pretty special relationship with your kids nowadays to well, coach them hard. Well, first off, if you're going to coach them hard, the relationship piece is yeah. so big. I mean, yeah. like Coach Allender said, you know, about your quote, he said he was direct and intense, demanding a full-out effort in all times. One of the one of the best guys in coaching. But I think the relationship is the piece that some coaches miss, and they try to be you, some hard-on yeah, coaches with no relationship. That ain't going to work. It, it doesn't work. It, it, it never really did work, and nowadays it's not even close. It's, but, and they, it's not even like it started to work. Yeah. And, and they got to and they got to know that you love them. You got right. their back, and you know, in the classroom after after basketball is over, all those types of things. And you know, I, I've just been fortunate to have kids who, who believed in me, and 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 they let us coach them hard. Well, I, mean, I, I think your relationship with your kids has got to be just top notch because I can see it when I watch um, the passion that they have. What they the the guys who used to play for you say for you. Um, but let's go ahead and jump right in here. Um, before I have Evelu start asking you some questions about your state championship, mm-hmm. there I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Am I right? I mean, let's talk about one of your players, Courtney Ring. I haven't hit you with this yet. If he would have chosen Missouri, could he have possibly been a player to just change that place quickly and maybe for a long time? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a special player. Lou, I was and, right. Uh, I told you this. I mean, he's. I mean, he can defend. Yes. He's a playmaker. He's tough, and he's so ultra competitive. I mean, he's just. He's just kind of a different I mean, you don't breed. Go to, you don't go. We saw the upfront his junior year. Yeah, I know. It, but, you, but you just don't go to Texas, and then all of a sudden you, you can just kind of feel the vibe of you. We, they love Courtney. They love Courtney. They love Courtney. Oh, my God. They well, really love Courtney. Yeah, I mean, just, they love him as a player. And and you know what? They were so much better when they started to put the ball in his hands and that's, uh, it later took, into the year. It was year. almost like they were scared a little early, and then they were kind of like, I yeah. think we kind of have to now. He spent a lot of time hanging out in the corner there early yeah. on. And, and once he put the ball in his hands, I just thought the team like was Alex better. like Alex when he played for UMKC. Yeah, I just thought the team was so much better when that happened. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, And he's happy there. I mean, Good. I... You know, obviously, he wanted to go to Louisville, and you know, right. Patino was there a bunch. And whoops, yeah. you know, I remember. I mean, we took pictures and and everything, and it was awesome. It was and, a done deal. And then ten days later, it broke, yeah. and it was over. Right. And um, when it comes to him, as as I guess with leadership, what I say about the Missouri thing is, I think he's the kind of kid that, being a local kid, if he did went, if he would have went to Missouri, I think he would have been successful. But I think it would have carried over the next eight to twelve years. His toughness, they could have bring you know, just seeing him. I don't know. We talked about yeah. this in other shows, and I I just wanted to make sure I was. I know you're kind of a Missouri guy. Yeah, I mean he's yeah because he's a, he he's one well, he's a point guard, which right. obviously helps with stuff like that. But he he just. If you play with him, you have to play hard. Cause yeah. Otherwise, he's in your. He's in you. He's a good guy to have around yeah, for four years. He's a, he's a freaking warrior. He might turn other dudes. And into he's warriors. a winner. I, I mean, yeah. that's what I. You know, I don't know how many people can say this, but I mean, the last three years, he's won his last game. He won two yeah. state titles in the NIT, which is obviously not the goal, but still, to win your last game doesn't three years happen. in a row, that doesn't right. happen very often. Talk about those state championships, Lou. You want to go ahead and get into some questions so, for our guest here? We have said already three state championships. Out of those three, which one was the toughest to win and why? Well, they're all tough, obviously, but I mean, the last one was probably the toughest from a standpoint. We, I knew I was getting co- toward the end of my coaching career, and when I got into coaching, you know, a yellow dog, you know, for thirty minute ride or whatever, I thought it was good as it was ever going to get. And I had Courtney Cartier, and all of a sudden, we had opportunities to go throughout the country. I just figured, you know what, let's do this, and uh-huh. we had to schedule that was just goofy. And we're playing our jamboree. Was that just exhausting? I was tired. You're on, you were on ESPN I, one night. Yeah, yeah, losing by. We called a timeout in the third quarter, down like thirty something, and talked to him. And I look at Coach Dog Cup, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is on national TV. And Courtney, Courtney got hurt, and we, and you know, it's just like, Oh my God, this is going to be the longest. But I mean, our kids got to play some really cool opportunities. But I but, felt like that when I played you a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. Court, but Courtney, Courtney breaks his wrist in our jamboree, and we had all this yes. stuff, all, all this stuff coming up. So I want to ask you about that. So yeah, your best player breaks your wrist. It happened in the jamboree when they were going on this Nike Elite schedule across the it, country. Does it, that just change the whole dynamic of your team and their focus? Well, or did you just say we're going to no, get through this? Our focus well, is at the end. Yeah, and, and I never talk too much about. It. I never okay. really talk to Andrew. We just the next practice, the next drill, the next everything is what we go on to. But, kind of kept that mindset. Yeah, and, and seriously, we didn't even address it, but. On the inside, I'm just feeling. First off, I'm feeling bad that all these places are paying to have us come out there. We're right. not, we're not who they thought we were. Right. You know, but you know, we'd already had airline flights and all that type of stuff. But our kids fought through that, and we we took some lumps, but uh-huh. we they stayed together. Keywords there. Yeah. And did you guys make it a focus to really it, keep it light? Because it could have come unraveled. You know. Right. So I'm saying used by 30 yeah. on national TV. And we just keep but, focused on getting better okay. and, and didn't you know and just let's get better and then so we get through that and. I, 
and kids are kids. So they, right. they, their idea of tired is different. I mean, I, yeah, I, we got back mid January. I was tired. I mean, I right. was, we had traveled like crazy, uh-huh. and we got. I mean, we were pretty from Massachusetts. We get off, and it's the dog days of teaching a little bit. Dead yeah, winter because we played. We had played Saturday night at Bass Pro. Got back about one thirty a.m. and left at five a.m. from Webster on Sunday to go to uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. And I, I mean, I just and we played. It, so what was it like when you played like? So a, we played at night. You played like a random high school team on a Tuesday yeah. that year. Well, and that and that was always a big concern of mine because you know when you're doing all this other stuff, yeah. all of a sudden that Tuesday, I, you know, it seems so important to your you kids. You just out and, there, and no, but I mean, it was, so we just, I mean, you yeah, know, let's tough. just keep working on yeah. getting better and stuff. And our and our kids were pretty good with that. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and they did that. and We stayed on it, and then we get to the we play as a. a um, you know, a state championship game is just crazy. Yeah, I want to ask about that. That state championship game was nuts. Weird. I mean, we... What do you think? We ask them. I mean, so you guys, uh, this is the first year it's at Springfield, and it's all St. Louis state championships. Webster and Chaminade. So this was the first Springfield run for, okay. Right, And yep. you guys are playing Chaminade, and I remember I didn't watch it because it cost 10 bucks to watch, which... Heck with that, huh? Yeah. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. That's embarrassing. I, I, the, Especially if it moved in the Springfield. Just with Misha not putting those things if on you TV. Were mic- if you were mic'd up, I would pay every bit of $10. Yeah. I, I just, but for 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 that not I, to be on television I for totally everybody understand. to see, I just I just I just feel bad for the kids for that. But it's, it's not the way it should work. That game, I remember listening to it. And I just hear dribble, dribble, tweet, dribble, dribble, tweet. I mean, there's so many fouls called that game. You didn't like the fouls in that one, Well, I, there was I, a lot, and it, it, it had yeah. effect on the game. Not one way or the other, but I mean, well, it made it a high-scoring game. Yeah, Courtney fouls out. We're up maybe. 12, 14. Wasn't there about four minutes left to go in the game, though? In the span of about a minute, it's a one-point game. I mean, like, oh, and call timeout. And, you know, one of those things where, you, you know, I just, hey, guys, we're fine. You know, let's, let's, hey, we're, 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 we got this. And inside you're thinking, God, we might lose this by 20. I mean, I mean, this loose lead was going like crazy. And our, this of any game? Yes. Our, you know, R.J. Wright hit some big-time shots for us. Ray Adams hit some big-time shots. and Other guys and, hit some shots. Yeah. You know, I've coached 31 years, you know, varsity assistant, and, you know, all that type of stuff. Never scored 100 points. And all of a sudden, in a state championship game against an unbelievable team, we, we score 101 points. You know, sometimes that's how it works. And I, that's, it's just crazy. I mean, it was it was absolutely crazy. It was a great game. And, you know, respect to Chaminade and stuff. Right. and. It the was, first game we got to see you guys play it out yours against CVC. It was at West, that sectional game. You guys dropped 90 in them. I thought, that's a lot of points. But that was a war. That was a high-level game. That was a very good – that know, was a game when I'm I'm kind of up there, and my season's done with. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, you know, you're just going to go home with the kids. And I sat and watched two minutes of that sucker. I couldn't leave. Yeah, C- it C- just had a different feel. CVC was – that when loves Caleb loves yeah. that's when Caleb breakout game. Yeah, that was that was his breakout yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, that game is skyrockets <coughs> him to where he is right now. Oh my god, he was in, he confidence level was incredible. Oh, and we played really well. We played really well, and we had to, or they, you know, they would yeah. beat us. Right, it's gonna be pretty pretty nice to beat a team when their best player has thirty seven. You still win. Yeah, I mean that was that, that was, was a war. That, that was, was the, a great game. I mean, that's kind of you know we kind of come down here to this craziest game you've ever coached. Is there? Is that it, or that can't be it? Obviously, well, I, I, years. There's three games that come to mind, and one we played um, district championship at our place against Chaminade with Bradley Beal, and we had beat CBC on Thursday night. Um, so it's a really tough district. So we beat CBC. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. And I'll never forget coming to school that next morning, um, like at seven, and there was probably 250 people, adults lined up. To get tickets for Saturday's game, right? And I said, "This is wild." But, right. but Brad Beal back then, I mean, there was this wherever was the he, game at Webster. It was at Webster. That makes sense. So there weren't that many tickets. So, but wherever Brad Beal played that year, it was jam packed. Well, I think know? he played more games at Lindenwood than they did that year. Oh, it's at the university. I mean, so they're lined up, and then and we play them in this unbelievable. Brad goes off. Rayshon Simmons for us was absolutely incredible, and you know we've got the ball down one, and. Um, about a minute and a half, and all of a sudden, you know, they're not really pressure. I'm thinking, God dang, let's just Calvin really, Lee's there at the time. Yeah, correct. I said maybe we'll just hang on to this and let's try to pull off this miracle and right. beat it because we had a kid get ejected, had a fight in the game. It was just, it was a crazy atmosphere. And they called a five second call on on Rayshon, and then you know we ended up losing. But that was one of the best games I've ever been a part of. Here's in a, a loss. Question. Here's a question for you: Who had who was a bigger person? Who was bigger in the area that everybody followed, Bradley Beal or Jason Tatum? 
Well, we never played against Jason Tatum. I mean, for some reason, we just never matched up. I, mm-hmm. I think Brad Beal because he was first, he was probably. First, yeah. yeah. And and you know what? Bigger we had, following. Yeah, we had a chance okay. to go. Uh, my wife and I, my, my daughter was playing a spring game out in the D.C. area uh, over our spring break and had a chance to go out and watch him. And Drew hooked us up and got mm-hmm. to go in the locker room and everything. And, you know, Brad Beal's a great player, but also a really quality kid and or person, adult now. And um, that, was, that was pretty cool just watching a guy you played against play. And, and you said I said Drew a name in there. And most of us out there know, obviously, Drew Hanlon's name with the Pure Sweat deal. And you've talked, I'm sure, a ton about him. But my question to you is, I don't think there's too many people out there who know the background of his work ethic, people who predominantly would be from more of the St. Charles area. As far as his high school days, his, um, I guess you could say, his relationship with a custodian to let him in or however it worked. But I don't think too many people know his background at Webster, his work ethic, his how he was as a teammate. And then we know about his business and what he's doing right. now. And actually, the, the relationship was with the, not the custodian, but our, our principal, John, Dr. John Clark, who was a, his uh his sister was actually the first Miss Show Me Basketball from from St. Joe, so he was a, he was passionate about basketball. But he he was a guy who never slept, and he got to school at four thirty, and Drew would get there at five and throw rocks up at his principal window, and he'd come open the door, and I kid you not. Every single day from his freshman year to his senior year, game day, non-game, in-season, out-of-season, he was there at 530. He set his alarm for 459, he told me, and mm-hmm. he was always there at 530 and took you know 500 shots, whatever it was, on that on that gun. Well, and, um, and it's no secret to who the players are. It's the ones that get up in the morning, yeah, for the most I mean, part. They're never, really good players that aren't 6'6 yeah. six, six and long and just have Yeah, it. just have the freak ability, right? Yeah. But never miss. Right. Never missed. And... Um, and he, and he had that same work ethic, you know, as he's done his pure sweat stuff. I mean, he's just right. outworked people. I mean, I, you know, he could tell you, I mean, we were at a Reebok thing, I think, out in Philadelphia. And he, who, um, God, he went up to, um, might have been John Wall. Uh-huh. And because um, John Wall was there guest speaking, I'll never forget, Drew went over there and said, all right, now, 77% of your shots, you lean right. 33%, you, I mean, it was like, and, and John Wall was So like, he's just very analytical. Yeah, John Wall was like, holy cow. And, right. You know, and they, they kind of hooked up for a while and, and, and did some stuff. So, I mean, he's just, he, he's he's the best at what he does because he works so hard at it. I mean, he's he's passionate about it. He's really good well, at it. Well, you can tell the hard work thing when it's in your in your heart and in your soul at, like, probably 11 years old. He knew he wanted to do that. I mean, that's, you know. Like, he's known I, since he was probably yeah. 15 because didn't he train Tatum? Oh, like yeah. When, he was really yeah, when young. they were young, yeah. Like and it's really crazy young. when it first started because, you know, I hope this is not the end of my claim to fame, but, you know, an academic lab, I was the one who came up with Pure Sweat Basketball, nice. the title, you know, and I was like, but then he had all these, I mean, and when he first started, you know, it's, that's when training was just kind of first started. Uh-huh. And he had a lot of stuff where, you know, dribbling eight basketballs. And, and you obviously named it, you didn't. You came up with the Pure Sweat Basketball because of his work ethic reminded yeah, you of and, that yeah, pure and that word sweat. sweat. Yeah, and, I said, and then, and then he took it from there, obviously. Uh-huh. But you know, but he but he advanced from just doing all the kind of fancy stuff. That would, if you remember when training first started, there was a lot of that. Yes. you know, tennis balls, all and right. and then he's made everything so NBA move specific and all that type of stuff. That, um, but he knew what he wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, and and he, God, he was on that. He was on that fast track to doing it. He sure was, and he that track was still real is. fast. Yeah, yeah, and still. Well, what do you got next for us? Uh, so. There's all, when, as most coaches know, whenever you would play, you, there's there's always a team that you'll play that's just they'll they'll give you a fence regardless. Um, there's what certain team that no matter what year you would play, and you, it gave you some anxiety when you're preparing. Well, the the team that kept me up at nights was, uh, and I told uh, Kevin this, but but was Viani. All right, you too? Kevin Walsh. Yeah, yeah I mean just. Um, and we always, to be honest, and, and not nothing against Viani, we we probably had much better players most almost every year that we played them. And you know, God, was he going to have three guys not guard and one guy stand on his head? I mean, there was just always something that you know, it just, it just I have the it, same feeling. But whenever you go into the game with him defensively, you're like, it's just going to be something. Chase two guys, yeah, it's rah. just going to be something crazy. Yeah. And, and it it certainly kept me up at night. And I told him that before our. Our last, we played them in the district championship, you know, in 2018. And you know what? Here we, they didn't guard 
God, they didn't. They guarded two guys. They didn't guard three guys, and it was just like what? And I, you know, we just and you stare at, at it. Stall cup. I'm like, God, what the hell is going? I mean, and we're only up like three or four at half, and then you know, and then obviously we we were so much better talent wise that it, and we and we hit shots and kind of rolled them after that. But well, eventually, when you're that when you're in that situation, the kids are going to turn the ball over a little bit. That's why I think he wins every game against a common opponent. Like when we play him, I'm like, how well, yeah, I, I could have probably five supermans out here, yeah. and it's just not. And and, and, and if you and. If you don't stay relaxed with your kids, then you know, they start and, freaking and they, out, and they start to tighten up, yep. and then all of a sudden he's kind of got you, and yep. you know, and that's and he's won a lot of games and stayed in a lot of games that you would think talent wise they shouldn't have. But well, my, my one tech this year in the last five years is him. I was just yeah. so darn frustrated. Yeah, frustrated, yeah. <laughs> but he's really good. He's a great, he's a he's great a, ambassador for basketball. He's great with they, kids. But I mean, awesome. he's a, yeah, a ton of respect for him. But yeah. but that was the one, you know. By far not the greatest team we played, but that's the one who I just it kept me up at yeah, night. He does a fantastic job, and yeah, he gets the most out of what he has. And that's all you can you could ask not out have of said a coach. It any better um, as a head coach, were you at Webster? Were you in just in charge of everything, or did at one point you say I'm I trust my assistants, I'm going to give them jobs, or did yearly those jobs change? How, how does that yeah, work if you're well, a coach listening? At, at first, a little bit. I really didn't have a staff my first year right. at all, and then. Uh, I was fortunate enough that we hired Chris Neff, who's a great coach. He's at Kansas City Staley now, and he's he, 17s coach for uh, Mocan. But uh-huh. I learned early on, I had a chance to be assistant a couple times where, you know, I didn't, didn't do much. You know, just kind of you're watching, looking at your watch and stuff. And I and I decided, you know, when I'm becoming a head coach, I want I want my staff to be involved. And I try to hire great people, but then also I let them coach. I yeah. mean, and – because otherwise, that's well. That's one thing as a young coach. I, I still kind of feel myself as a young coach that I started doing more in the last couple of years. You have to gain that trust with them, but at the same right. time, you know, when you're early on in your coaching days, you think if you ask an assistant to do something for you, that they will then think, well, he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, and, and you got to get over that. Well, you know, and, and it's, it's you know, yeah, because I remember first doing that, and I'm thinking, okay, I've got this guy doing inbounds, so people think I'm not coaching, but then you get. You know, you get older, you're just like, you know, it ain't about me. And it's and exactly so. I you know, I think the sooner you figure that out, the better your long the, career could yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. And and you give them power, and then they're more invested. And they want to stay. And they work harder, <laughs> and they want to stay. And 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 I've, I said, I've been blessed with greatest, you know, Coach Neff, Scott Gauthier, obviously Scott Stalkup, um, some really great coaches. Right. And and I, I let them coach. I mean, they get That's to awesome. do, I mean, somebody does the weight room, I got somebody calls inbounds. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, everything. And I think for some young coaches out there just getting started, I think that's some very good advice because oh. it takes a little bit, you oh, know. But once yeah. you you've got to delegate a little you, you bit. You got to delegate, otherwise you'll, you'll to keep you'll, them fired you'll, up. Yeah, you, and you're gonna. And in my experience, once you delegate a little bit, they start grabbing onto more and more and more. Because they want to be good at it. They yeah. they want to they want to do well at what you're giving them to and do. And then you get to the do. point where they want to win just as bad as you. Yeah, because and, you've given. And that's them, what you want, right? That's yeah, right. That's, that's what you want. So that's some exceptional advice coming from obviously a little bit of both of us, but obviously from Jay there for any young because we have a lot of turnover this year in high school basketball with coaches and. Yeah, um, a lot of people taking the rain for the first time, and uh, you know, if I had to say anything about my, you know, this is my seventh or eighth year doing it, but listen to people, you know, when they tell you because those first oh, three or four yeah, years can go be to a grind. And do those things, and absolutely. That, and and, and the, the other thing, you know, for first year coaches stuff, which was hard for me, is man, keep it simple. I mean, there's, I agree. I, I used to go to clinics, and I, God, you had all this stuff written down. I mean, I have files and files in my Next basement. Thing you know, you're practicing every, three hours because you want to get every yeah, drill in and, and every, learn every freaking different offense and and. But once I finally got my, you know, this is who we are, you know, and, and then we just, you know, you find a new drill, maybe you like or something. Right. You're not looking for whole new offenses or whole new concepts and, and stuff. But it's when you're when you're young, you think you got to do all that. Absolutely. And, and everything looks really good. And at when a you're clinic. young, you know, like I'm saying, guys, you know, there's young coaches starting. When you have mentors, you know, like Jay or anybody mm-hmm. around that you can listen to, you know, take that. Um, but oh. there had to be, um, Lou, why don't you take the next couple questions here about some mentors? And, oh, so who are two or three mentors along your coaching journey that really helped? develop you as the coach you are today yeah um well my my principal at northwest hughesville who had been a basketball guy warren ripley uh was great to me because i i went in there i thought i kind of knew what i was doing i I had no idea what i was doing we went my first year coaching we were four and 21 and and just got annihilated on on numerous nights i mean i'm talking annihilated but but he kind of stayed with me and kind of guided me through that Uh um 
but then I kept my job, you know, and right. ended up having a really good last year. Then Dave Fox, um, who was a longtime coach at Jeff City, has, you know, you know, a friend for a long, long time, one of my best friends, uh, has been terrific, um, you know, great basketball mind, just somebody I could bat ideas off of. And then I said I was fortunate enough to hire Chris Neff. I think he's one of the, the best basketball coaches uh, in the Midwest for, for high school basketball. And, um, you know, I've just been really, really, really fortunate. I, I agree, man, get mentors and, and you know, ask questions and have them come to your practices and, and tell them, you know, you're not going to hurt your feelings. What, what do right. they like? What do they don't like? What am, what am I doing right, wrong? And, uh, and use them. And there's a lot of old coaches out there. They, they want to help out. I mean, they want to stay involved. That's what they want to do. Yeah, they, they want to stay involved. Yeah, they want to stay involved in the game. And, and don't, be afraid to, don't be afraid to ask. That's how you get better. Absolutely. Uh, what was it like to coach Cardi here, Gordon? Um, you know what? Every kid, I mean, you have, you have deals with every kid. Now, Cardi, but, you know, Cardi gets a bad rap for some things. But then also, I mean, when he was on the court, he was one of the most unselfish players ever. He was a he was the best pass passing post player I've ever seen at the high school, maybe even college level. I mean, he could he shared the ball, he got others involved, and uh, you know there was other unique challenges. But but you have that with you know with with all kids, you just got to kind of find. Yeah, what, sometimes what, people forget they're sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, they're and, young. They're going to make mistakes and, and you stuff. You have to find. What you have to find what works with that kiddo. Yeah, you have to find. Yeah, and, and each kid's different. You know how you're going to coach him. I mean, some you can really get into. Others, you know, you can't. And it's Did just, he give you a couple more gray hairs? I, I might have lost a few hairs with that. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm but, not gonna lie. But we lose hairs from every kid. That we've I also got two rings, but I lost some <laughs> hair too. Hey, I might lose. I might lose a couple strands of hair. I would shave myself bald for a couple of rings. So, um, very well said. Very, very absolutely well said. So, you know, we talk about with your team in defense. Um, to me, when you play Webster Groves, you know, I, I think defense. Um, a couple things here, a couple two-tone questions. Um, defense was obviously your philosophy. And next, what did you do in practice to teach that? Yeah, well, I mean, we start our practice with some skill work. And then we, and then I would say well over half, three-quarters of our practice in is defense. So it's what we do first after we do skill work and our, our agility stretching. We're right so into most our, coaches would go into shooting. You go right into – We go right into our shell yeah. and, and our closeouts and all that type of stuff. And it's just – I bet that really gets practice going for your kids, though, the excitement right off the bat. you got to talk. you got to be a – Yeah, and, and, and something we started – boy, it's been about six years now. We started running out every drill we did. So, which is different, and it takes a little more time. You got to get, but even the first day, we'll do our shell, and you know, we're we're teaching it up, and then, but make miss, we go the other way and back. And I thought that, I thought that, I thought that made us better. That's what basketball is. Yeah, basketball is not something where you can just, all right, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, and and a lot of people coach it that way. And I, I felt like that's why our defense is so good. Like, um, I, I call, I call it coaching and going. Yeah, because, because with me, I learned it from when I went to watch a college coach a couple of years ago, and I watched, and they were doing the same things I was trying to teach my kids defensively and offensively. But there was miss, we're gone, or if this happens, we're gone to try to get that down back action a little bit. Because that's what it is. It's exactly, it's hectic. And is there? But is there? Is there one drill that your players out there, if they were listening, would know if you just said the name of it? It'd either be a very it'd be a shell, tough, it'd be shell drill. I mean, it, that's do you just do you just get after it? Yeah, I mean, drill? we yeah we we don't play out of bounds, and we we try to develop. We try to develop, you know, that that mindset, that toughness during that type of stuff. I mean, uh-huh. uh, we'll we'll rebound some, you know, offense, defense. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's competitive, and they got to get stops to get out. And it's, that's the best part of that. We love yeah. you got to get this amount of stops to get out. And I, you know, I I feel like I geek out on the practice plan as well because yeah. I like practice, but I also think there's a way to get your kids better yeah. in practice by doing a lot of things. And, and the good thing is too by by doing all that defense. So once you once you have trust in your staff. You know, hey, all right, you've got rebounding day, you've got you know offense, and you get and, through it so and, much and, quicker. And they're getting co- yeah, they're getting, getting reps. They're getting coached up against right. really tough defense, and they're right. getting better offensively. And you can focus on defense, or if I want to focus on rebound, someone else. I mean, it's but there's a lot of offense going on within your defense. Yeah, that's, work. It's, yeah when people say that, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, those four guys those on guys offense go are trying them. to score. They're not just yeah. giving up. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to play D. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, so right. it's, I mean, it's it's competitive. But and we talked a little bit there already, kind of how your practice lays out. Um, Lou, why don't you go ahead and get into the starters and subs and, and how that works in this practice? So during practice, do you go starters versus subs the entire time, or do you? Or and how no. do you? Uh, so we'll, we'll, they'll. Or how do you handle your groups in general? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll. We'll. All right, shell getting lines. You know, three guys there, three there. First four on, first four D, first four O. I don't really care. I mean, now they'll, they'll match up sometimes mm-hmm. or, or stuff along those lines, but um, you don't have an orange black or no. It's just we're gonna do these drills, hop in these lines. I mean, let's get busy. Yeah. yeah, I mean we don't. 
you know, like we don't take water breaks now. Not that not old school. We don't get water, but I mean, you know, hey, you get done, you <laughs> right. get you get a drink real quick, and right. you know, you better when your group's back in, you better be back in line. I mean, so I feel like your practice for some coaches could take two hours, but it takes an hour and a half sometimes because the in between and stuff has been taught so no, well that yeah. there's no downtime. That you're going drill to drill. The kid's it, not hanging out in the right. training room, or no. he's not and when, getting and, sick. And when you know, and when we're, which has been fortunately the case, like when we get done with the drill, you know, competitive thing. I usually, I would say I've ran people in the last 10 years once or twice a year at most. It's because it, they don't need to run. They're pissed they lost. Right. And right. it's just, and you can see that. It's just their mindset. Right. They don't have to, there's no reason to punish. They, I mean, they, they're, they're already mad. Yeah. And as a coach, you can feel that through the practice. I mean, there's yeah. times where something's on the line, but when it's over, yeah. it's like, you guys just competed your you asses know. off here, yeah. you know? And you, know, you, and you can get it. It's a feel that you get. And my practice, I mean, that to me, those are kind of like my Bible. I mean, we, I mean, I had everything down to the minute, you know, exactly right. what, how long we were doing stuff. And, you know, like you, you know, I had great managers to keep the clock and keep Absolutely. me on and stuff. And it was, uh, I don't know, that, that's probably what I'll miss more than anything is practice. Yeah. I think every coach says that. I mean, every coach we've had on Lou says, you know, when it they seems get like, older. Yeah. yeah, I even, you know, think it's, yeah, it's practice. Practice is ours. The yeah. game is theirs, as some would say, with you know, a little bit of touch yeah. here there. Because I used to go to clinics when I first got into coaching those coaches get up there and talk about you know practice and i'm like practice game time i want to get up there and stomp around the sidelines act like a fool and all that and then but yeah you get older i said i'm I'm saying the same stuff yeah practice is what i'm really gonna miss oh man um and and i know you're probably like most coaches just to touch on this really quick i know for us as the season gets kind of longer we'll start going hour and 15 we'll go hour 30 we'll sometimes just go an hour and it'll be really kind of it'll be upbeat um but i think I started that a little a couple of years ago. I think this year really kind of stayed to that, and I thought you know we were one game away from the Final Four, a team that you would have thought you know in December wasn't going to be that kind of team, but I right. think that kind of helped us in the long run. And it's also good when you have older players, I think, because for me, coaches ask me but at times when you're on a team with a lot of younger players, you also need that extra time just to teach. Right. I agree. To me, that was the greatest thing ever. I think we started in 2008, and and I told Coach Stalk up. You know, I said I I, I want to do this. Kick me in the, you know what if yes whatever I mean I want to stick to this hour, and from mid January, well maybe late January on we never went over an hour and I right. told the kids I put sixty minutes up there and boom we're done, hey because you know, some, some coaches out there think they have to go two hours yeah it's, it's not about that and it's not even so much physical as 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 mentally how fresh your guys are right how fresh you are and stuff Absolutely. I mean it's just and. And sometimes it was hard. I mean, at first it was so hard because yeah. you think you got to cover. You, you know, think so, you got to get better by yeah. practicing longer because you're thinking about not. that dilly dad sophomore down there that and, needs to get better. And those kids, no one just are going an hour. They're fired right. up. They practice harder. They're not safe. I mean, it was just it's the greatest thing I ever did. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's work smarter, not harder. Sometimes yeah. we say, you know, because I because 2009. So we did that when one state in 2009. Then I just you know I had this team. We, we weren't as good, but we God we we. We did really well and grinded them and grinded them, and at the end of the year we were, we were done. Right. I mean, we were just done. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I said, I, we're, "We're never going to do that again." And so, yeah. with that, every year comes the role of a player. Um, Lou, t- you know, let's start talking about a little bit about that. So, what would you do to make sure every player on your team knew their role early on in the year? Well, I, to be honest, you know, talk to kids sometimes about their roles and stuff, but. I don't do a lot of that early. I mean, just kind of how we practice and what we do. I think. Are you like me? They should already know it. They kind of, yeah. But I, I mean, I think they. Yeah, we've been together awful long. Yeah, here. we've been. Yeah, and if people they because people ask me that question, I'm like, well, I guess if you don't do anything in the summer and you don't have any open, you know, you don't do anything. I guess if you just kind of show up, yeah, that's I mean, your role. Yeah, you I know? mean, it's just, it's just not. I mean, I don't spend a whole lot of time. You know, you're not a shooter. You're a shooter. Right. I mean, it's just. We play, and you know, you kind of, if you want to play, you kind of know right. what your right. strengths are or not, and stuff like that. And, I, and I've been fortunate to have kids who said have bought in and are extremely unselfish and, and stuff along those lines. Well, and I guess, you know, it's one thing, it's, it's called reputation that I hope that after you, you know, I hope in this too, that, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job so far, and, I, and you hope that your reputation at times, when people see who you're playing, I mean, coaches want to win. Just as much as the players do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean you think this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. I, I mean, do you ever just, like, if, some, if, a, if a parent comes, do you just, like, point at the banners or you just, like, point? No, you know what? I That's something I started at Webster, too. Now, I don't know if it started after having some success, but I have a 
I, I told the parents, my door's open. Right. I'll come in and I'll talk to you about anything. Now, you might not like what I say. I'm going to, because whether you agree or not, there's, there's, a, reason, the there's a reason for everything I do. Right. And, I, and I'll share that with you and I'll listen to you and I'll share why I do it. And you still might leave piss off. But right. I mean, I, I just don't believe in, because a lot of, you know, I don't talk to parents. I don't, I, I just, I just don't think you can really do that anymore right. nowadays. The parents are so involved because of youth sports. I mean, they, they can't just go dry turkey on that. Yeah, you can't, they, you can't be that super parent in eighth grade and be like, I'm not going to say a word now. Because yeah, it's, it's not realistic. No, it's not at all. Yeah. So I just tell it's open and, you know, and, and I'll talk to you and, and I'll listen too. Well, that's what, you know, when I, I really wish at times that some of our parents would come watch practices more because I think they would, A, learn the game a little mm-hmm. bit, watch their son. I think, and I think it would be because I, my when I was playing, my dad came every once in a while, but he had a good relationship and he kind of kept to himself. Um, but because that's a grown, you know, we do so yeah. much of practice. And we had a few. I mean, um, Adam Millette played for me, great player, and and his uh, grandpa came every day because and, he just loved. They loved to probably and, watch you and the way I, I, it developed. And, I, and you know, I'd send, my, I'd send my manager up there with the practice plan, and he yeah. watched he watched more games of practice than anybody ever had. That's, that's but, a really cool deal. Yeah, I mean, my you know, I, my practices are always open because I you know I. You know, coaches and whoever. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I, I agree. So, Lou, let's go ahead and hop down there to um, so, a little bit of emotional part of the game. So, uh, have you ever been kicked out of a game? Yeah, once in my life. Um, it was our 5-19 and 19 team second year. We're at Merrimack Tournament playing oh, Merrimack Tournament. Uh, Parkway Central. Just getting... Is it, like, is it like noon? It's, or is it at least a night game? No, it's the first game. Okay. So, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunately, it's there's people there. and We're just getting hammered and... And uh, and part of the center was really good. So we had a guy set a pick at midcourt, and they called a block. And I was like, Jesus Christ, technical. I, and I walk away. I said, What? What the hell? Boom! I was gone. I'm like, you get so, seven seconds. So I never gone. So I get uh, Jeff Herman came over, and I'm sitting down. My sister's with me. He just starts chewing my assistants. This is your guys' fault, right? And then you know, if you know the Merrimack gym, I had to you know the walk of shame. I had to walk across the court and oh, tell we're losing my. <laughs> Or losing like forty or something, <laughs> and so, you got the boot. So the next day, what quarter is it? Um, At least it's, it's, it's not a fourth like quarter. Okay, game, so, like yeah. <laughs> so the next day we're playing like ten a.m. against Troy, and I sit in the far corner with my athletic director. I'll never forget we were bad. I'll never forget this. This game just going back and forth. And my athletic director just goes, "Good God." <laughs> I told my wife, July, God damn, we just bought this house. We might get fired. I'm watching games oh, with my AD in the top left oh, of Merrimack. Oh, my God. That's what he said. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, my, and I'm thinking my sister down there, we're thinking, this is great. This game is just crazy, which that's the only way we could even stay in a game. Right. We, we, we just weren't very – we're athletic. We just weren't very skilled. So, oh. But that's it. You know what? And, and after that, I, as I got older, I spent very, very little time – Criticizing or, or complaining about official calls. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so much other stuff, and I really think I see a lot of coaches do that, and I think their kids feed off of that. Absolutely, and they start complaining, and it, absolutely, and it, there's just so much going on. You could you could spend all day if you want complaining yeah. about officials, and I just you know, well in basketball, there's over there's, there's how many how many calls are going to go your way? A lot you know? of yeah. calls every I, ten I, seconds or four seconds. Yeah. There's a there could be a call, yeah. and there and if you get you, the longer you're in it, you realize. They're good dudes. They do a lot for no, the game. No one's out there to cheat no. you. No, and it's yeah, I, and they're, they're not really... making they're not making much money. And I, right. I just, I, I appreciate them. And, and we're losing officials left and right. Absolutely. And I think it's, um, I just, and I just don't think it has that much to do with the game. I mean, no. I think it's, you know, we really emphasize with our kids starting day one practice, the next play, the next play, Absolutely. whatever it is, good, bad, you've got to go on to the next play. And you know, I think that mindset helps us right. against teams that where their coaches spend a lot of time. So Lou, this, that next question, yeah, we're talking about who we did, who was those, those was it refs we're talking about? Mm-hmm. As far as so we're going to ask them about the referees. Here. So um, we just talked a little bit about them, but moving forward. So with if, so has there been any any refs that you've enjoyed doing your games? And if you could pick three refs to pick the ref game, who would it be? Yeah, I mean, I hate to leave anybody off. I, I really, I, I mean, I have a ton of respect for him. But Ron L. Turner was great to have. Aaron mm-hmm. Mitchell, Rodney Reeves, uh, Craig Philippi. I think it's how you say it. But I mean, those. I mean. But all all those guys, I thought were good. I mean, I, I said, I don't know. I, you know, as we, as we got all those things from Misha about losing officials and stuff, I just I just have a lot of respect for what what they're doing. And um, because I think if if they were respected the way they should be respected, I think it would be a pretty cool gig. Because I've always said, if if I wasn't coached, I'd love to. I would not. I really would rap. I would because yeah. I kind of get into it. I know that I kind of know the game a little bit. Um, 
But it's, you know, the travel. There's a lot that goes on the travel part, the commitment to your, you know, just like we have. And those guys are dedicated. Like I said, they're, 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 they're doing the best they can, yeah. and, and I, I think they're good. And, and I think it's hard. I mean, I, you know, you know I, I'm getting older, but I used to, you know, our youth camp, I did, you know, referee games. I think, God, I am awful. I mean, I am bad right. at, at doing this. I mean, I, you know, I'm just making stuff up. And, right. But, you know, so I don't know. I just, I have a lot of respect for the fish. But, I, I, you know, that's just another thing I think for young coaches. I mean, to me, when I first got in, I thought that was part of coaching. You know, you're stomping around and acting right. fool. And I, I just, well, you're, you're, first off, your kids are feeding off that, which right. isn't good. And second off, you're, you're not thinking. No. Like you're, not you thinking, to, you're, you're yeah. trying to think about what am I going to do next to look like a weirdo, yeah, or to, and, and, what I think folk, I need to do. Yeah, what do, we, yeah, what do we need to do to get you know to the next play, and how are we going to win this game and stuff? Right. So I guess you know, kind of as we get to the latter half of our show here, um, you've had a ton of players in your in your day. Um, what are three words? You know, I, I'm sure I have three words that I could describe about Lou. You know, that he's done to our program. But what are just three words that you you would hope that kids would say about you and? Just yeah. you. Well, I, I think you know, tough, demanding, and 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 fair, and right. you know, and I think our my players know that you know the love I have for them. That I got their back later in life. I mean, you know, going to weddings and seeing them graduate and play and the next the level part. and stuff. Oh, by far, without a doubt, without a doubt. It, you know, coaching when it comes down to it, it's all about relationships and. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I look forward to, you know, because you know, once volleyball is over, you know, I can go, I can go watch my kids play in college. I can go to, you know, see them and stuff like that. And I'm really looking forward to that. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I kind of want to ask this question to coaches because it's respecting that. If you had a son, let's say, and I know obviously you didn't, but if you had a son starting tomorrow, um, who are two or three coaches you've been around that are probably still going to be around for a while um, or maybe even five years, whatever it is that you would love for your kid to, to play for, but they're active coaches. Well, I mean, the ones I think are really good, and, and, and Coach Kyle, like, like the way I like, I mean, I Tony Irons at, at Vachon is really good. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick Kirby is no longer a head coach. He's awesome. I mean, he's tough. His kids were tough. Uh, you know, I said I mentioned Kevin Walsh I think is really good. Um, you know, those are guys who I think, you know, Terry Hollander, I was, you know, just went to Linwood. Right. But those are guys that I've always respected. Uh, for how they, you know, how how they went about their business. And Tony, I think, does a great job because you know there was some social media thing that came out, some videos of him talking to his kids. And I yeah. think that helped for a lot of folks to realize this dude. Yeah, that's is that's a really the thing. Good I mean, dude. yeah, and obviously he has really good players, but he, he's a great dude, and he he holds them accountable. I he's got to be a great communicator yeah. as well with his I mean, kids. I, I watched a game this year where you know McKinney had a little episode, and I mean, boom, he coached, sit, yeah, sit down yeah, and, and yeah. got into him, and I mean, he coaches him up and. Um, I just think he does a really good job, and obviously he has players, but he's also got a, a lot of pressure, and right. you know, there's well, of course, uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I know, but those are guys who I think of that, you know, I always respected when I played them. I knew their kids were going to play unbelievably hard and stuff along those lines. I got a question for you: the two yep. year, the two years you won state, the two two state championship years in a row, you played Vashon both years, and there's some it was two pretty wild games from what I remember. The first time I'm pretty sure it was at Vashon. How was that? I remember. Well, it's awesome because it was filled. Yeah, um, sold out at Vashon. I think on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and that's gotta be crazy. I had I had, had eye surgery, so that was the last game before I came back. So I'm watching that thing. I had my manager with a little camera like this, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And I, During and this, I was, this was kind of right when you were about back. Yeah, I was back the next day, uh-huh. but I couldn't get to where that night. I was, you know, so I was feeling, you know, I was, I, God, it was. I, it, it, camera's shaking and and its place is screaming and it was just you know an unbelievable atmosphere obviously and then when we played him at Merrimack was uh, that, that was like nothing I'd ever seen before that and game it, was wild yeah that that game was that against, game was wild for the wrong reasons though you played against the time yeah well, that that's, was, that's, I, I like the way you put things yes that game got a little out, out of control. control. Game, out of and control. you said the game was at Merrimack, right? Yeah. Well, at yeah. least you weren't sitting up in the top left hand with your AD wondering no, what the hell's no, going on. But I, Times I, have changed. There's, there's a point there where I wish I would have been because that was, I mean, well, that, 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 that got, yeah, things happen. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about, um, let's talk a little bit more about, um, what about this college? Were there any times during your career where you either maybe thought about the, you know, going to the college ranks or thought about maybe, you know, I, I need to take this next step because my success has taken me to that point where I think I'm, I need to do more. The only time I thought about college was when I wasn't winning when I was young and didn't have a family. Um, huh. And then once I had kids, I, I just I never really had any desire to to do that again. I mean, I've when well, I think I, the statement you made right there is probably ninety percent of why the reason most of us would never really think that because you know, that family hits and it's like and this, I, would, that, this would be impossible. Yeah, and I've got a lot of friends in, in college. But it's just man, that's a 
That's just it's a, a different life. Yeah, it's a different life a little bit. Because I thought I wanted to do that with baseball when I graduated from SLU. I coached there for a year, and I thought, I'm young. I'm going to pursue this. And I, I, I started to think about it, and I thought, this might be the most foolish thing I've done financially. It, and it, and that's the thing. People think, you know, every time you see TV, you know, somebody got a million-dollar contract. But the, the, the coaching pay pyramid at the bottom is is. Bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's minimum wage or less for the amount of hours you put in. Well, I and I was looking for good jobs, D two assistant jobs. Absolutely. I mean, I saw so, a story about when I was in college. And I know it's been plenty of years ago, but I had an assistant. We only had one assistant at, at SLU, right? This guy was making less money than I was because I was on full scholarship, which was yeah. more than what he was making. Yeah, and that I mean, kind of irked him yeah. a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, talking to him but, down the road. People don't realize, like, oh, co- college coaching, make your money. It's, no. No. Yeah, I mean, now there's at the very top, obviously, that's crazy. But that's that's very, very few. Right. And it's interesting because people think that, you know, it goes from here to here. No, it's, it's it does, not. It, it not goes down. Close. Yeah, it goes it way goes, down absolutely. for most college jobs. Um you know, so every every player has kids. We talked a little bit about that are just hard to coach. Um, what are just two or three things that a kid at, at Webster or probably at any school, if there's a young coach out there that you just can't hang on to when you see the problem occur, maybe that second or third time? Um, just body, traits bo- that you know are yeah. Bad. Body body language is a thing that really Couldn't gets more. I mean, it's just it's just such a. Do you ever blow the whistle? Do you ever just blow the whistle and just say, look at a player and say, I'll look call, at you right now? Yeah, I'll call guys out for that. That's one. And kind of act like them. Yeah, that's the one thing I will. Yeah, I'm, I've gotten old enough where I do. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I do that too. I do some things probably you shouldn't do anymore. But right. I mean, but I'm older and probably get away but with it. That's a big but, deal with you. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's such it's a lazy bad tone. And it when is. you go to games and you watch other or coaches and other players like that, you just it you, you just see that and it's bad, you know. And we and we try to you know. And the good thing when you get good and you get guys who buy in. They'll get on a kid who does right. that. I mean, you know, well, they, they'll, they'll, police, they'll police themselves yeah. a little bit with stuff like that. But I would say that's the number one thing. To, you know, bad body language and not playing hard. It's just, yeah. that's just not acceptable. Not, you know, we say, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is first to the floor. I mean, if mm-hmm. we're not, if you're not going to get on the floor, you're just not going to be able to play here. Right. It's just, it just can't. And that's fair. And that's totally, and that's kind of what we've seen over your teams for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't, you can't beat just simply playing hard. You know. Yeah. And, I mean, it just, it, it's. It overcomes a lot. It sure does. Um, so towards the end of the show here, so Webster's moving on, obviously, with um, Coach Mathis. Can you give us a little bit just background on kind of what's happened with the program and are people staying, are they going, and um, what do you expect, you know, as a coach? Obviously, there's going to be well, – Yeah, first off, I'm really happy he got the job. He deserved it. He's, he's been great. Awesome. Um, you know, and and most of the coaches are sticking around. Obviously, Coach Stalkup has been with me for a long time. Is is also going, and 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 I'm glad we're going out together because I, you know, I tell he's people, your guy. I yeah. mean, when we talk about uh, every coach, I think that we're probably going to talk to on this or that I've seen, there's a guy that if he wasn't around would have made it less interesting, not nearly as much fun, and probably not as much success. Exactly. Is and, that and, kind of how and it, he was that guy? Yeah. And I and I told people like I, I don't I don't look at it like I'm the dude. I mean, you know, right. I I. He, Shoot, you got something to say? He he says it. I mean, he he can get you know he can get in them. You know, so we that's fantastic. Know, we try to play good cop, bad cop. Sometimes it doesn't always work out. Sometimes right. it's bad, it's cop, bad, bad cop, bad cop. Yeah, but I mean, but it's just we we know each other. We feed off each other. We have disagreements. So we got into it a few times on the bench over the years. We laugh about that now. You know, uh-huh. just you know goofy stuff when you think about it. But you know, both very competitive and stuff. But so I'm glad we went out together. And then I said I'm glad Justin got it. I mean, he's you know it's his first head coaching job, but he's he's worked really really hard to. You know, he's got a great basketball mind. And so basketball mind being probably his biggest strength? Basketball mind, relationships. Um, you know, he, he's got a ton of energy. Um, I don't know, I just think, I think he'll do well. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, you know, I, you know, he knows. It's a tough job because obviously, realistically, to, to try to keep what we've done the last 17 years would be would be it's difficult. Probably, on, probably yeah. impossible. Yeah, and and. And hopefully people realize that you know it's just it's just they will yeah things happen and we're you know very very fortunate so but I think he'll do great and I think he'll be there a long time and I think you know I think he's going to try a lot of what we've done and I'm sure he'll add some things uh-huh. you know, I think he's a good offensive mind and you know I think he'll add some stuff that'll make him better offensively and you know I don't know I'll be his biggest fan and really looking forward That's to awesome. it. Awesome. So what are you going to do now? You know what I, I as you know as I told you earlier I mean I God I walk by the weight room nowadays you know at you know at three o'clock in the spring and it's just. It's just really nice to go home. Not that I'm really going to do anything when I get home, but it's just, I don't know. I, you know, and right now I'm just, 
I'm all volleyball. I mean, I, right. I'm only one of those crazy dads looking at volleyball things on the website and checking out the early polls and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward, you know, the fall of, of traveling every weekend to you know, Big Ten cities and 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 Happy Valley and and just watching volleyball and enjoying it. And then, so I, I guess I mean the question. I mean, how old are you? You're you look like you're 42. No, thank you. Uh, 55. So there's is there a chance that college maybe would be in the future or more yeah, high I school? No or? You know what? I have no idea. People ask me that. And I have it's no too idea. early. I didn't yeah. mean to bombard you with no, that. No, but. but I, you know, these next three years, I know what I want to do, and then after that, I guess I'll see. Maybe I mean, I don't know how much I'll miss. I mean, I maybe I'll be like, God, I had all this time. You know, like I, I, I cannot tell you how much I cannot wait to have a drink Thanksgiving <laughs> night and and. And know I'm going to roll over in bed and not wake up at eight o'clock for practice and have those guys coming in there like they're dead and or the 26th of December. I mean, I mean, I can't wait for Christmas and not leave grandma off so early and do all that. That's, and just that's well said because those are probably the main things. Anybody who's done this as long, oh, longer than five just, years, even is that those are the kind of the, you just the key don't know dates. Any different. And it's just it's and just, it's so long. Oh my God! And see, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. I, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, why like coaches vote against having a shorter season. I mean, it's just, oh, my God. It's forever. It's just unbelievable. I don't know why they can't start, you know, the second week in November or whatever. What do you think when you see on Twitter that it's the softball team's senior day and they've been going for, like, 16 days, it feels like? I mean, it's unbelievable. Their season starts and it's over. I know. And it's all games. I know. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, we had a little thing at Webster where they're trying to talk about coaching salaries and it. You just find out nobody nobody has any idea what basketball or no. football coach does compared you can't to even, it's almost you can't even start the conversation because they don't get it. No, they don't get it's it. Not, it's, yeah, I coach and it's like uh, and I'm sure they're great. I mean, it's, it, right. it's just it's, it's just, just so different. It's almost so different that you don't even want to take time to explain. Yeah, because yeah, because you, you're not going to lose win, it. You're not going to win yeah. the argument, and you're going to be pissed off. So, well, I want you to hang around with us here a little bit while we kind of go through our West Side I talk. Have and just one last baseball. question oh, for you. You bet you. Already, other two most exciting games. Other two most exciting games were our semifinal game against Springfield Kickapoo. Unbelievable game. Mm -hmm. Um, Had the lead, blew it. They took the lead. Was that against the one kid from Kickapoo that was really good that played at Xavier or somewhere like that? Yeah, now he's back at Missouri State. Okay. Yeah. Um, And um, Courtney hit a big-time shot and got fouled, made the free throw. They came flying down, and uh, <coughs> Kevin Butler did an unbelievable job of kind of knocking the guy off his line, and Cardi got a block. I mean, just crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we win the next one by, you know, 50, I think, right. over at least on West. <laughs> and then – and. So that one, so the Chaminade game, that one, and then the Chaminade State Championship game. All right. So those are those are the three that two wins and one loss that I could so, almost remember every play of. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of Chaminade in your way. Late. Yeah. Well, the thing was, especially early on when you're trying to build the program at Webster, you know, the, the private ones, are, you know, they're the ones knocking you out most of the time and, and stuff along <laughs> those lines. Do you have lines. any of you of the private public thing now that you're retired and it's like, I can say what I want? Well, I mean, I just. Or I mean, what is it, there to say? To us, I mean, it, our kids, I mean, we, they took a lot of pride in trying to defeat right. them. I mean, it was right. that became a, you know, it's. I know, well, it's, I, I said this earlier, and, and then we'll get off that topic because it's a whatever. But our our kids finished second in state in soccer, and we lost to John Burroughs. John Burroughs. And I said, our kids would have remembered that game the rest of their lives, while John Burroughs might not even be remember right. who they beat. So right. it's just kind of that whole like this doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, it's a and big it does. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. To, yeah, it is a big you deal, know? and it's and it's. I don't know. I. I would hate to have a separate championship. To me, to win it, you fun, need yeah. to go. You know, and it's take them all on. To me, it's just like adding, you keep adding classes. You know, the, yeah. the, that old America, everybody's a winner type right. thing now. Which I, I don't know. I just like it's necessary. I, I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I think it takes. I know it probably doesn't take it. You win, you win. But I right. mean, it's still. It just doesn't seem quite the same. There's a lot going on there. So let's now let's move into the little West Side talk. So we're going to talk a lot of let's kind of zip through some baseball and girls soccer's end of the year here. Yep. So we got a lot going on. Um, Lou, hit us up. Baseball got the number two seed in their district in. They lost to Orchard Farm six to five, uh, up five to three entering the last inning, and a uh, ouch, and a uh, little league kind of throwing. Air happened. So a snowball fight. Yeah, I, I call it snowball fights. So we start throwing the baseball around the diamond. The snowball fight yeah. broke out. Never really got out the outfield. And a snowball fight uh, against, snow- the, against Orchard Farm, who probably has a pretty good snowball fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that'd be a tough ending. Uh, so win for the farm, though. They ended up winning that district, uh, beating O'Fallon Christian, who pulled off an upset of Lutheran St. Charles in the semis. So West Baseball finishes up 11-10 and 10 with a 4-4 and 4 record in GAC North. 
and a couple pretty good wins over a pretty good St. Dominic team <coughs> and a St. Louis Patriots. If you're asking who has it's a homeschool team that has about three legit prospects on their team. They just and West shut of, them out. Get a bunch of dudes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you girl, know what I was wondering? I, I see that in the paper all the time. I had no idea who the St. Louis Patriots were. Mm-hmm. Just throw a bunch of guys together like yeah, a summer just, squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, girls soccer ended up winning the GAC North with a 7-1 record in the GAC North. Mm-hmm. Their only loss was the high at the end of the regular season. Uh, they won their district, beat Luther and St. Charles and Winfield 6-0. Uh, sectionals were on Saturday at home, playing Southern Boone out of Jeff City, who brought an awful lot of people. Did they really? A lot mm-hmm. of people for a 90-degree, breezy Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and uh, Southern Boone won the game 2-1. to West played well. But I, my assessment was they had heart, but they lacked fight. Mm. And Gotta have the fight, especially in a 2-1 ballgame. And... Yeah, it was just a kind of rough second half, and I mean, it was a good season. Seventeen nine. Seventeen nine is not bad. We did a lot of injuries and a lot of injuries. Good wins over Coriezu and Zumalt South. Zumalt South is a big dub. Mm-hmm. Coriezu is too. Yeah, both of those very good teams. What about uh, some track? Did I see Lemons qualified for something here? Yeah, Anthony Lemons qualifying for a state in a high jump. He's a riser. And John Wilson, we know who that is. Yeah, uh, we got two basketball players in a row there. Yeah, he qualifies qualifies for state in the shot put. Shot put. How, what, how long do you throw? Like, what's a good shot put? Is it? I think he had fifty feet. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's either. a I miss throwing a metal ball pretty far. Mm-hmm. Good job, Johnny. In yeah. uh, <laughs> the for we had two relay teams qualify for state. The four by two hundred had Anthony Lemons in that, and DeLeon Smith, Trevin Blair, and Jameson <coughs> Reese. Has Reese shaved his turned his hair back at all? Nope. God, that's got to uh, slow him down. Uh, the four by four hundred was Trevin Blair, Cole Keller, Anthony Lemons, Jameson Reese. They so the four by two hundred, four by four hundred qualified gotcha. for state. And then of course we got Coach Jackson's daughter Lily still doing good things here yeah, in her early stages at West. Yeah, she qualified for state in the two mile race, finishing second in her sectional race behind another stud freshman from Liberty, well, who I believe finished third in the state in cross country. So that's a pretty. And I think it's three seconds. Yeah, Lily I think was three seconds behind in, a, in tough conditions on Saturday. One straight away going. Downwind, one conditioning. One. Yeah. Uh, Some days I go to the track and work out, and the wind's bad. I'm like, I'm going home because I'm like on the. Oh, I just can't even get down that. I, I saw on the paper, Illinois uh, state track meet. They uh, because the wind was so bad, they ran the uh, opposite way for the uh, 100 meter dash and uh, that's awesome. 200. Let's go ahead and run this backwards. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, that's awesome. Never heard of that, but it, that's what they did. Um, Trent Champagne qualified for sectionals. His events. Uh, the or. He qualified for sectionals, but he didn't qualify for state. But that wraps up an excellent career, to say the least, in sports at St. Charles West. <laughs> I wasn't having a coughing attack. Boy, I could say a lot, but just amazing what he did for, his, for the school. And, God, he played everything. And then he played on the chess team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for golf, we finished the first season a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mitch Smith, Brett Hash both qualified for sectionals. And uh, sectionals were at Bogey Hills. Toughest won the state yeah. pretty much Mitch shot 88 Brett I think 84. that's exactly what I'd have shot 88 I should play with Mitch <laughs> and Brett not, won 84 that's low for bogey yeah did not qualify for state 82 Man. qualified and I can't uh, I can't say, say this loud enough thank you seniors for everything you've contributed Absolutely. to not just the school but to the culture of St. Charles West and let's talk a little bit um, just real quick about that senior class um, and I don't want to talk real quick but how, just real quick mm-hmm. districts Four district, Four district titles, titles this year. and six conference titles. That's that's something to be proud of. Proud about. I mean, it's really really big time. So awesome year, seniors. You're out. Enjoy the future. Now let's talk a little bit about some baseball. Yeah, um, Tony Perkins and the boys. Tony Perkins. Yeah, Francis Howell taking care of their district. No um, surprise. So they play Rockbridge tomorrow in their sectional. Rockbridge better be defending the bunt. They like to bunt. Mm-hmm. A lot of good sectionals in Class Five. Got Viani in it. So Viani state contender. CVC, a very good state contender. Desmet, a good state contender. Beyond to get their light situation figured out? I don't think they, they play ever in the will. dark. I don't think they ever <laughs> will figure it out. Those are some big schools. Marquette, I mean, Beyond, Desmet, good golly. Yep. Uh, Orchard Farms said won their district. They play St. Dominic in sectionals tomorrow. I'm, I'm happy for the farm where I work. That's a big win for them down there. Beating West, especially throughout that journey. Mm-hmm. Big, big Beat win. Beat them, them three times this year, I think. Oh, the sweep? Mm-hmm. Wow. In um, soccer, real quick, Southern Boone will play visitation in quarterfinals. Who you got in that one? Visitation or Viz. Southern Boone? Viz by, what do you think, final score? 4-1. Four, one. Four, wow. <laughs> um, class 3 sectionals got Incarnate versus Westminster tomorrow and St. Dominic versus Liberty. Two winners of that will play each other, so possibly Dominic versus IWA rematch. Who you got? 
I gotta go Dominic. Woo! You're not going Red Army? Well, I think Dominic... Whoa, 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 whoa. They played each other in the state quarterfinals last year at Dominic, and Incarnate won, they stormed the field. So, so you think they're just lit. And Dominic stepped on them already once this year. They'll step on them again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, touching on the professional baseball... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take some of this to Vegas, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I put it down right now. <laughs> What's wrong with the Cardinals right now? Ah, the Blues. I don't think anyone cares about them, so they're just kind of... They just want to get the games over so they can go watch the Blues game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I, I haven't paid enough attention, so... I know. I know. There's, there's been I'm something else going Cardinal on. Fan. Like, I, I normally watch every single game, but I and right now... There's I'm, been something else going on right now. I guess. Called the St. Louis Blues. Um, up 3-2. Right, I'm going to give you one minute and six seconds to talk about the Blues. Uh, Big up, Blues fan here. Up Jay. 3-2 in Western Conference Finals. Game six at home, St. Louis. I can already tell you are ready for tomorrow night. Yes, uh, they're they're one win away from going to a Stan- to the Stanley Cup Finals. Biggest game in the history of St. Louis. Yes. Blues? Oh. What, ha- what happens if I picked you up from school tomorrow and took you to the game? <laughs> I don't have tickets. I don't. Have tickets. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't do that. Jay, you don't don't do that to him. <laughs> Jay, you got nothing He's to do now. Emotional Take already. <laughs> so uh, you think uh, tomorrow night's outcome is going to be what? I think we win. We think we win. I think we. I think we win. Um, I think we win four uh, two. I think it's three two. We get a late uh, empty netter, as they call them. Um, one went away from moving into the Bruins. Um, yeah, St. Louis Blues. They'll be coming down Market Street before you know it. Lou will yeah. be up there waving his flag. I can't <laughs> wait. Well, Jay, thanks for hanging out with us during that little episode there. The West Side Talk. We talking some in season sports. Yeah, uh, Lou's I pretty good at what he does, isn't he? Lou's awesome, man. I'm glad I got a chance to meet you. And- Looking forward to uh, checking out the paper in the next two days and seeing how these predictions turn out. I can't wait to look at it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jay, once again, thanks. Lou, thanks for everything that we've done. Iggy in the Appreciate back. It. Brother-in-law Keith Mangles, thank you. And we'd like to also thank our um, sponsor, Hayslip Siding and Roofing. You'll be able to see them on the back of our shirts at camp. They sponsored our camp for us. So um, Hayslip Siding and Roofing, thanks for all that you do for us. And we'll be seeing those and their numbers on the back of our shirts. Um, oh, I forgot Brooks got going on the PGA Championship. Yeah. Brooks is going to win a lot of those coming up, big Brooks. But he did not. Kiss his girlfriend. And we are out.